Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi. Rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM. ESPN, plenty to get to from over the weekend. So much news with the Grizzlies. Uh, in this case, you split a pair, but that's not really the news. Uh, after taking, well, while taking care of business against OKC, John Morant is lost to an ankle injury in that game. He is now week to week. You did not have him. You did not have Desmond Bain last night in a loss to Brooklyn. Kyrie was back. Uh, for Brooklyn, it was a second half where the offense scored 60 points. Memphis's offense, meanwhile, slowed down. Excuse me, scored 70 points. Memphis's offense, meanwhile, slowed down to a crawl. Nets get the win, 127-115. Memphis Tigers basketball did look good yesterday against VCU. Defense was the name of the game, held VCU to 29% shooting in a 62-47 win. Tennessee football, lot to Lot to, to 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 dissect there, John, because against a South Carolina team that hadn't done much of anything offensively, Tennessee gave up sixty three points. Vols go down, and so do their college football playoff hopes. Meanwhile, Memphis football going bowling. Anybody buying? Going bowling. Well, yeah, that's happening. There that's, you go. That's true. Beat uh, beat North Alabama fifty nine nothing. Did what they were supposed to do. Good for those seniors on Senior Day. And hey, it's World Cup, everybody. That's right. Get excited. Yeah, the uh, United States takes on uh, their first opponent of their group play, Wales, later today. You, of course, know all about Wales. Yep, I do. Congrats to you on a victory for the Raiders. Uh, you beat the Broncos yeah. and then the fighting Nathaniel Hackett. We did. We did. Uh, for some reason. I, what I, a I, grind. What a weird feeling that is. You know, they're 3-7. and seven. I mean, it's not like this is some jubilation moment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, yeah, they won. I guess it's always good to sweep the Broncos. I don't know when the last time we did that was. I called it. I called Raiders. But that will be the end of the Nathaniel Hackett era. There's no doubt. You you can't get swept by the Raiders. It's just not the way it works for the Denver Broncos organization. At least you can get out of the bottom of the trash can. You're still in the trash can, though. Well, hey, you said at the beginning of the season we were not going to finish last in the division. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you were – (laughs) Because I didn't trust it. I didn't trust Russ in Denver. (laughs) You're going to end up being right because that distinction will belong to the Denver Broncos. So, uh, anyway, got a big show planned for you today. Mike Wall is going to join us at 1125. We'll talk about the NFL weekend with him. Get his thoughts uh, on the NFL week, on the Raiders, on uh, many other results. The Cowboys got a nice win against the Minnesota Vikings. Look dominant. Just destroyed them. I believe I, I saw something that that was like the largest margin of victory for the Cowboys in a long time. Every time you try to buy into them Vikings, what do they do? Fraudulent. They yeah. show you. Well, they if you were listening to Patty's Picks, we had the Dallas Cowboys, minus one and a half, uh, and that indeed was a sweat-free winner. Another, we can't say it was a winning week, but it was not a losing week for Patty's pick. So it's been four weeks since we had a losing week, two, two, and one okay. yesterday. Okay. We, again, in the NFL, you're just trying to tread water, maybe, you know, ladder up. Here and there. Uh, yeah, yeah right. you know, but right. we will take that. And, of course, that was uh, that was one of, the, uh, one of the picks. Your Bears, man, pushed, plus three. That was a tough one. I thought they had a chance to win. They were up 17-7. See, we're doing what y'all should have done. We know how to lose at the end. Yep, yep. Because we're uh, thinking about draft pick and bigger bigger picture. So we'll talk to Mike Wall about all that at 11-25. Then Jason Fitz is going to join us at uh, one twenty-five. Talk to him about the college football playoff. Everybody around here can start pretending like we care about Tennessee. Oh, we, like we kind of did. No, I mean, we can just a good completely story. stop it now, though, right? I mean, we, we can, like, now Hendon Hooker's gone. The season is gone. My Lord, it happened fast. These folks going to be playing in the Michelin Tire Bowl. We can move <laughs> on with our lives. That is not happening. Not um, that, was a, that was an undressing that I did not see coming. I don't think anybody saw it coming. Tennessee entered that game at close. As a 22-and-a-half point favorite, Jason. I believe South Carolina reversed covered that. Good grief. What was the final, like 69-3? to 63-38. to 63-38? to 38? That would be 25. So that means that, indeed, South Carolina reversed covered the number. That's pretty incredible. I would they imagine. were ranked 11th in offense in the SEC. It's crazy. They had 606 total yards. They hadn't been over 300 yards in three of their past four. And that was a game that mattered. Spencer Rattler, dude. That was a game that mattered to Tennessee, right? It wasn't like, oh, we can't make the playoff now, so we're not motivated. That was a game that absolutely mattered to Tennessee, yeah. and they just got blown out of the water. So we get to stop pretending that we care about Tennessee. Uh, Jason Fitz will join us at 125. Talk to him about that. <clears throat> you know, I do think at some point, and I think you have come off this train, you know, you – you probably stopped getting in front of the, getting in front of the TCU train. You know, I did. I gave him respect where I had to every week. So I, people, got, I got out and gave him respect. You know, sometimes in this life, now I look smart. You are just enchanted. You are just blessed. Some you, people are still standing in front of the train. Don't do it before this weekend. Don't do it. I wouldn't. Don't do it. TCU train. They got that thing out there and kicked that field goal too. They ran the ball with no timeouts. Still had enough time to get the field goal unit out there and drain the kick. You know, when you're blessed in this life, you are blessed. What year is that quarterback, Duggan? I think he's Duggan. been there. For, I, I think he, it's Duggan, yeah. I think he's been there. I think he's got to be a senior. He's been there for – or maybe not. I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't know. You kind of put me on the spot there. He looks like a well, senior out there, You do it to me all though. the time. Yes, he is. He is poised. He is a senior, yeah. He, so he's been there for quite some time. Um, I wonder if, if they were going to have to replace him next year. He is good. 
I assume so. I mean, this is fourth year. I guess you could get the COVID year and come back. Yeah, 23, you know, 26 touchdowns to just three interceptions. TCU is good. I, I don't understand why people can't accept this. Uh, they're not losing. They're not losing against Iowa State, and they're not losing in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, we didn't think Tennessee was going to lose to South Carolina either. Watch that be the one Iowa Bro, State going to be a giant blessed. killer. TCU. No, I'm with, I'm with you. I said that last. I said it before. I said, Man, they, they, they not going to lose this one. Maybe Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to Jason Fitz about all that. It'll be heavy at favorites. One twenty-five. So that's the show today. We got a lot to get to, though. Let's do cap or no cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's cap. I'm gonna say cap for no cap. I'm gonna say that that's no cap on 92.9's Jason and John show. The Memphis Grizzlies season has turned depressing. Is that cap or no cap, John Martin? Temporarily, that is no cap. Oh, it's still cap. But go ahead. Temporarily, I, I know, just temporarily. I know like Since you said temporarily. I'm, yeah, yeah, I mean, is it is it, I understand. is it depressing in the big picture? Of course not, because they're going to get John Morant, and they're going to get Desmond Bain, and they're going to have Zaire Williams hopefully at some point, and Jaren's going to you know re-enter the lineup. But until that happens, yeah, this is hard to watch, bro. It's, it's frustrating. It's hard to watch. I mean, it's – and again, that's like what other, what other NBA team could lose three, four starters and not – you know, I mean, they were leading the Brooklyn Nets at the half. Yeah, and then you know you just come on, come undone there because Kevin Durant had six at the half, and then he decides to not have six anymore, and uh, that's what happened. So it's depressing in the means, but it, but only temporarily. It's really not even. I, I guess depressing is probably too strong of a word. Frustrating is more the word right now. It's just a little painful. It's painful right now, but it would be painful for any other franchise too. Now I will say in the NBA, man, I watched a Miami Heat team on Friday night with no Bam, no Jimmy, no Tyler Hero. No nothing. Basically, I mean, they, they lost by a point to Washington. Um, you know, so so crazy things do happen. A, a fully healthy Washington on the road. Crazy things do happen. I think that halftime league was pretty crazy. You know, Kyrie Irving's back in the lineup and all these different things. Hey, what do you have, 22? Yeah. Um, but, you know. 14, excuse yeah, me. It felt like 22, though. It felt like 22. So, yeah. Um, it, it's, I, I guess I would retract. It's not depressing. It's just, it's just temporary pain. That's what it is. It's it's temporary pain, but you know, once John Morant comes back, I suspect that pain will uh, that that pain will abate. Yeah, it's it's frustrating is the word. You got Tyus Jones and John Conchar out there, and that's the thing. Remember the last time that you beat the Nets, it was Bain and Ja out dueling Kyrie and Kevin Durant. You can't do this with the hand that you've got right now. That's the frustrating part. It was good to you know, it, it's Dylan Brooks not time, baby. Man took thirty shots, and and frankly. Um, for a while there, was keeping you in the game. I know just goes 3 of 11 from three-point range, but was 13 of 30, does have 31 points. Um, you know, Steven Adams gets you a double-double in that game. You were battling. That, that, that's, I'm, I'm trying to say for, for what was left out there, um, pretty valiant effort. That said, nobody's going to expect you to win when your entire backcourt's gone, not to mention it's one of the best backcourts in the league. And so tough spot to be in. It was frustrating to see Ja go down. Was happy the Grizz were able to still pull that game out, though, uh, they're late against OKC to get that win Friday night, but the the word right now is frustrating. That that that's what it is because you can't get your your lineup back, and it just feels like every time you expecting somebody okay getting close to coming back, somebody else goes down. For the Tigers, the basketball program that is, the new look Tigers will go further than any other team under Penny Hardaway's watch. Is that cap or no cap, Jason Smith? That would be a that'd be second round of the instant. They'd have to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I'm going to go cap. Not to be Debbie Downer here. 
He's upset that we didn't open on Tennessee football, and so this is your way of laughing. Uh, they're out. playing great defense after getting undressed by a St. Louis team that didn't look very impressive over the weekend, did it? No, it didn't. That was that was humbling for sure. Uh, that said, that is one of the most experienced teams in the country, and you were on the road. You looked much better at home, obviously, against a VCU team. Look, that that wasn't it a double digit uh, spread by 10. the time tip off was, mm-hmm. and we thought maybe that was a little much. No. Uh, Memphis defensively was outstanding. We mentioned it. You hold VCU to 29% shooting. Kendrick Davis, th- that's when they got him, that's what you said. Oh, holy cow. 26 points was the only Tiger to score in double figures. You needed every every you know bit of, of how good he was. Frankly, that was the difference in the game for me. But it's it's defensively. You know, Memphis is moving up. I think they're top 20 now after, again, it's, oh, well, are, are they not as good defensively or is that just a good effort by St. Louis? No, you, you saw more of what you saw against Vandy, how sticky Memphis can be. I think coming out of it, that's the story. As Memphis gets set for a very important tournament this weekend where you need to go down there and have a good showing because these teams aren't, frankly, you, 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 you probably qualify as the best team down there frankly, from what we've seen from Florida State, everything else, need to go down and have a good week defensively, look like you're ready for it. Yeah, I... Uh, but, but to get past to be, to be get past last year's team, look, I, uh, I, we may I, be looking at a nine seed again, an eight seed I, again. I'm, I'm, I'm saying no cap. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I can I'm tell. saying that a sweet, 16 run, a sweet 16 run is in this team's future, in my estimation. At least it, it can be, because they have what they have never had, and that is an All-American caliber guard. I mean, Jeremiah Martin on that 2018 team is the one I keep coming back to, but he didn't have this the, different the teammates. Yeah, it just is. Um, so, look, it's all it's all very, you know, variance when you get to the end. I'm just saying the ingredients are present in a way that they have not been in the past because you've got Kendrick Davis, you've got some other seniors there, DeAndre Williams and Keontae Kennedy. If they can have a night where they just shoot 35 to 40% from three, in the NCAA tournament. I think they can do it. I think their resume is going to be better. They're going to beat Texas A&M in Memphis. I believe that. I wasn't sure about that in the preseason. You know, I think they're going to have a successful week this week. Uh, where is it? Where is their thing this week? Their, the Orlando. Yeah, they're going to have a successful week in Orlando. You know, I think they are equipped to beat teams in the regular season in a way that they had not been before. This is a team that truly, to me, looks like they understand a pecking order. They understand roles, uh, and and I think the starting lineup changes worked really well for the most part. I mean, go, moving DeAndre Williams. Now look, they're going to have, you know, they're going to come up against teams where it doesn't work as well with DeAndre at the five. It's just, I mean, that, but there aren't that many. There just aren't that many. So from the from the long game, I think it's the right move, um, and I do. I think this team has uh, Sweet Sixteen capabilities without a shadow of a doubt. I just need, I need to see the shoot. I need to see Demario Franklin before I'm ready to go there. It's it's not what they do defensively. That yeah, they got they have a Sweet Sixteen type defense. No question. It's it's is there going to be enough help for Kendrick Davis? Yeah, no, that's a big it's a big question. It's a big but I, but I also believe in the de- the development of Jonathan Lawson. I think he's going to continue to get better. Um, and and I and I truly do. I believe in the upside of this team. Now, have we been burned before? Absolutely, we have. Shooting twenty nine percent from three this year. Yeah, no, it's not good and, enough. And just as paramount as as good defense is in the tournament, is so is so is is shooting right mm-hmm. and timely shooting. So that's again because I go back to and again that you win the game, you win it going away. But it's having someone other than Alex Lomax. I mean, Keontae Kennedy's starting to show well at times. Jaden Hardaway's knocked down a three here and there. But you need another bucket out there. And hopefully, 
you know, you get Demario Franklin eligible, but maybe he's that guy. That that there's still offensive questions before sure. I'm I'm ready to say this team can make a sweet sixteen. I, I just I, I look at them and I say, you know what, winning ugly. They are oh, I've been comfortable there. I've doing been there. that. They are yeah. comfortable doing that. And I don't What's think, their best way to win? You know, that's not been a trait of Penny Hardaway's teams. You know, they want to run out. They want to score 80 points. This team is 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 capable of, of, of winning 62 to 47. And is it the most aesthetically pleasing thing to watch in the world? Is it going to get people flocking to FedEx Forum to see this output? No. But winning will. Winning will do that. And I think this way they will win more than they lose. That's just what I truly believe. Oh, uh, that court is nice, cap or no cap. That's a quick one thrown in there. A lot of people talking about that. I'll say, I'll the, say, no cap. Tiger I like it. I, I mean, it's. I it, do too. It's just. It's. It's honestly is at a point to where anything besides their last court would have been an upgrade. You know just what I'm saying? No penises. Like if they just well they 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 castrated those. It Done was the, it was those. the color. Yeah. It was the color of the court that I just. I, it didn't come across well on TV. It didn't look good. I to like me. it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it would be better if they just went back to the old skyline. Like, there was nothing wrong with that, you know? Where they had the just the, on the on the baseline of the court. It wasn't the baseline, it was the sideline. Mm-hmm. But just had the Memphis skyline. Those uniforms, you like them? I do. Those were. Those were nice. Yeah. I mean, I think they're doing a lot of tweaking, you know, for some reason. Well, just, I prefer, I could see the numbers, all that. We were doing that after the first the, game. The yeah, last the first one. Where I was doing mm-hmm. old man, can't see the numbers. <laughs> yeah. The, this, they were clean. I liked could it. see everything. I liked it. Looked really good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm never opposed. Apparently, those have been in the works for a while, Penny trying to get those through. Yeah. I, I liked them. I liked them uh, just fine. I think it's okay to. Yeah, it looked good. Court looked good. Yeah, the team looked good. Double digit victory looked good. From a, co- from a college basketball perspective, that team looked good. Seton could, Hall's better, 35th at Ken Palm. Well, it's a test, my man. It's a test. I suspect Memphis wins by 15. That's what they do. To the World Cup in Qatar. The United States slight favorites at 1 o'clock when they take the pitch against Wales. Cap or no cap, the U.S. is going to get a uh, a good result against Wales this afternoon. Is that cap or no cap? Well, so quick update. So remember, uh, there was supposed to be a bribe. Qatar uh, in their first match was supposed to have bribed the uh, Ecuadorian Ecuadorian Ecuadorians yeah oh, no to uh, to lose the match they did not <laughs> they won two nil yes so I'm not sure what went on there maybe they didn't think the check would go through like Emmanuel Acott disaster thwarted <laughs> uh, so that did not happen so I hope you did not put your life savings on on that result because it did not happen yeah so Wales is led as you know by the great Gareth Bale yeah mm-hmm. Gareth you going front like you knew who USA was playing this morning when you rolled out of bed like you were really looking forward to this it, one. To me, you it doesn't, studied it doesn't, Wales it doesn't, last it, night. To me, it doesn't matter Fine. who the U.S. is Fine. playing. You know what I'm saying? Fine. Uh, so they're led by the great Gareth Bale, but in their group, this is a game that you simply must win. You have to win this game. You have to find a way. If you want to get out of your group, you got to win this game because you know, you're, not, you're, you're not beating England. England won 3-0 today, my man. All right? They won 3-0. They put up three goals in the first half. England is going to whip our ass. They, they just are. There's no way around it. I thought they scored more goals than that. Maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they poured in a few other ones. I, I mean, I stopped watching it at some point because they, it was Iran they were playing. So, uh, yeah, it was six to two. Jeez. I mean, yeah, I mean, six to two. See, I'm more on top of this. Thing. Well, I stopped watching. Well, you're coming up your World Cup headquarters here. There yep. was no need to uh, watch after that first half. So yes, England is going to yes. uh, uh, take exact revenge on us for the uh, for the Boston Tea Party on Black Friday. There's no question about it. So we do have to win this game. I suspect we do win this game. Can I name a single starter for the U.S. men's team? Absolutely not. But that's not important. What's important is the sense of patriotism and the sense of pride that you, Jason Smith, will feel when you see them take the – did you see the call from Joe Biden? 
Did you see the call they got from Joe Biden? No. What? Yeah, he thought he was ta- calling the the basketball team. He said, "LeBron, this is your chance to go out there." He no, did he not did. do that. He did. Stop he did. It. No, no, he didn't. You stop know. putting that out there about was, about your president. I was catering to our conservative listeners there. All right. Mm-hmm. I was. We, we got. We have a lot of conservative shows we're competing with. So I was catering to. The, you can come here and get a little right wing humor. Also, <laughs> how do you get hype about the November World Cup? This is supposed to be happening in the summer. It shouldn't be in Qatar. Because it's like your, why, it's that's, your that's the problem. Because you're not a proud American, so you don't care. We're, we we're not we're not good. Well, it'd be different. There'd be a little bit hey, more of a buzz if we were a true contender. We are pretender. Nobody expected the United States to beat Russia either, did they? All of our hopes uh, lie on Christian Pulisic. Hmm? That's it. Yes. Who makes thirty eight and a half million with Chelsea? Oh yeah, primarily yeah. My sure. lord, he's one of the hmm. he's one of the studs over there. Okay, he's one of the studs. Lead so, us. So yes, we the United States will win against Wales. I think a, I think a draw technically is a result in soccer, which I think you get a point. Well, for I think that, it was right? good. Yeah. It was good result. It wasn't that the cap well, cap good result in this case. You, you want a result. Is yeah, just a result. Yeah, a result. Yeah, a result. Okay. yeah because you don't want to so lose. So tie or a win, win exactly. not a loss. Yeah, so that's no cap. The United okay. States is not losing this England, game. England, Iran, U.S., Wales, we can't come out of that with England? We're fit, it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip to come out of group play. I think they're like minus one ten, so it's like totally like almost dead even. Mm. I think slight fate. Like I think that the probability there would be like fifty two. We have a 53% chance. 80 for England, Iran 34, Wales 32. Today is a must win. Today is a, there's no question. That's what I yeah. deduce. Today today is a must win for uh, and it's a must win for look, the Wales is looking at it the same way. I mean, Wales like the United States sucks. This is our only chance to win. What an exciting day. Yeah, so I, I World think, Cup. I think that uh, I think that kick is at 2 o'clock. Uh, we will not be broadcasting that live because as you guys know, this is a communist station. But uh, you can catch that, I'm yeah. sure, uh, wherever you want, uh, you know, on, on, on the internet or TV, whatever. So, yes, I'll say no, Cat, they do. Next. Yep. Poverty franchise. Yes, the poverty franchise known as the Raiders. They should have just lost. Cap or no cap? It's a short walk from the outhouse to the penthouse. And that's what we're living in today. We are in the penthouse. Of three and seven street. Never thought I'd see you coming in here rooting for an L. Well, look, <laughs> the season is lost, bro. Um, I love beating the Broncos. I do enjoy it. I enjoy beating that franchise every time I can. I can get a text or nothing from you when Devontae caught that. I mean, I watched down overtime. You know, I watched, you didn't say yet. But the anything. problem is, the problem is, is that I have that I have celebrated too many hollow victories over the years, man. And that is a hollow victory. That means nothing. That really is a harmful victory, if anything, because I don't believe this team's going to win seven in a row. I just, I don't think they can. Now, if you told me that they did, all right, they're not going to do that. I mean, they're going to end up around five hundred, maybe slightly below, and they're going to have like a middling draft pick that doesn't make them demonstrably better. And we're going to continue toiling in mediocrity, in the in in the purgatory of the National Football League. Not quite an embarrassment, but not quite good enough to contend. And that's the worst place to be. You know, I would rather, as a sports fan, I, I, I've, I've, I've lived the Derek Carr experience. I've been, I've been with my man for eight years now. Yep. I, I know what he is. Yep. He had one year where he was absolutely remarkable, MVP caliber, and unfortunately for him, he broke his leg in one of the last games of the regular season. I think we had a true chance to win that year, uh, and, and it, was, it was taken away from us by the Indianapolis Colts. Since then, just not good enough, whether that's weapons, whether that's, you know, uh, his own injuries, 
you know, so I've lived. I, I I feel like I've had the full experience, bro. And you know, if you've if you've lived if you've run the everything runs its course. I guess is my is my thing here. And I think the Derek Carr era in 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 you know Vegas slash Oakland has. It's time to move on. Um, we're not close defensively. You know, we have one true weapon. I guess two if you want to count Josh Jacobs uh, on offense. So. You know what are we really talking about here? We're not got to resign Josh. Yeah, I mean if, if they if if he'll do it, he may not want to. He may want to go somewhere else, and I don't blame you, him. You cash poor. Yeah, so you know they may that that's exactly right. They're not going to pay him. They're just not going to pay him, even though they should. They're not. So look here, you know, it, 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 it's fine. I enjoyed it. It was fun watching Devontae Adams wave goodbye in overtime. That's always fun, you know. But in terms of the big picture, am I super happy about it? I'm only happy in that I can wear my Raiders clothes again because I'm running out of other stuff. I can wear it now unironically. Well, you want to be losing at this point because the season's a wash. You're, you're not going to finish close to 500. You're going to be below 500. Uh, and you want your pick of the quarterbacks, to your point about being ready to move on from Carr. And you look at these other three-win teams, these teams that are sort of at the bottom because the, then you got, you got Houston way at the bottom with one, but then there's a lot of three-win teams like you. My Bears are not. Well, good thing for you is they won't be looking for a quarterback. Um, Cleveland, no. Got Deshaun Watson. All the money's tied up in him. Pittsburgh's a three-win team. They're gonna be looking for a QB. Right. Got Pickett. Right. You know, uh, three uh, other three-win teams. Uh, Broncos. They're invested, are they not? They are. They can't go quarterback. Uh, Bears. I mentioned. Panthers are definitely going QB. Yep. They've got. They're three and eight, just like what are you guys? Three and seven. Yep. And then you got Rams, who would probably. They might if they've got their first rounder. I don't know. That's the thing do, about yeah. them. They've yeah, traded. Yeah, they've right. traded away they first rounders don't. here the last couple of years. There's they a good chance. Don't. There's good. I don't have the. I don't have it in front of me. But there's a good chance they don't have their first round. So my point. I, I yes, you'd think. Okay, lose. You'd have your pick of the Strouds and Bryce Youngs. Levis is in the conversation, but not for us. Don't like him. Um, you and Carolina right now look like the teams. So well, don't, so don't win too many. Exactly. Right. But if they keep running this lineup out there, they will. I mean, they'll get to just enough to you know keep yourself from having a, a great shot at it. But uh, yeah, again, good no to be yeah, good to beat the Broncos. Sad that it's going to cost us some draft picks. Wish the season mattered, but it doesn't. University of Memphis women's soccer. Uh, third round, they lose on PKs. They are the most successful program on campus here in Memphis. Is that cap or no cap? It is absolutely wow. no cap, and it's not even close. Not close. It's not even close. I actually, uh, I was watching. Uh, I mean, obviously, I was watching a bunch of stuff yesterday, but I did tune in to uh, to overtime to see what was going on, and that was the Sweet Sixteen. We, First we, time in program history. We haven't seen many of those around here lately for anything. Uh, but the Memphis women's soccer, which did not have a number next to its name. And Arkansas did. I don't know what that represents. Was, was unseated going so, into okay, this tournament. Okay, unseated. Yes, yeah. they're an unseated team in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, and I was just listening to the, I was listening to the broadcast team, and they were talking about Arkansas. And again, I don't know anything about college women's soccer, so why would I? But they were talking about Arkansas as if it was this absolute juggernaut that had just been killing teams all. And maybe they had been. I don't know. But they were talking about like what Memphis was doing was like one of the most impressive things they have ever seen. Um, the idea that they were pushing Arkansas to that level, well, yeah, you know, yeah. Remember, Memphis wasn't even the top seed to come out of conference into right, the tournament. Right. They had to win that, I think, as a four, I think. Yeah, and there was actually a time where, and I think Memphis had a chance to go up in the PKs. Yeah, um, I, thought, I thought they were going to win. I had yeah. to win by then too. So 
I mean, it, it is amazing. Well, were they not up to one at one point? I think they, after were, block? I think they were up to yeah. one. But again, it's you know, it's hard to quibble too much. I mean, you're not supposed to win that game. Um, you know, one thing that I appreciate about Brooks Monaghan, obviously he's not doing a lot of media anyway, but you never hear Brooks Monaghan talking about how I don't have enough. I don't have this advantage. I don't have that advantage. I have to deal with this. I have to deal with that. You don't ever hear Brooks Monaghan coming out and saying that, you know, he's not blaming his own circumstances for a lack of performance. He's just performing. He's just producing. He's just taking that program to heights it's never seen before. Um, I don't know how he's doing it. I, you know, I, I, I don't know him. I've never talked to him. But he's doing it. Undeniably, he's doing it. Sure. And I can't imagine that there's a lot of money flowing through that program, even as successful as they've been, as many conference titles as they've won over the years. I can't imagine that they just have a ton of money flowing through it. And I can't imagine that he's competing in NIL to any degree with Arkansas or Mississippi State. They'd be Mississippi State, right? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that he's competing with any of those teams in any degree in NIL, yet he just does it. You know, that's one of those things where it's don't show me the labor pains Show me the baby. And Brooks has never complained about the labor pains because I, I can imagine that he's got a lot of them. He's got a lot of stuff that, that's working against him at that program. But rather than sit here and lament his, his circumstances and what he's got, his forces against him, he's going out and winning. He's going out and finding talent. He's developing that talent. He is winning conference championships. And he's going to, to places that Memphis women's soccer has never been. Mm-hmm. So I applaud him. I think we should absolutely get him on the radio show to talk about his his success, um, and uh, and I and I do. I think it's something that Memphis should be very proud of, and the idea that he is still here, all these years after doing it as consistently as he has, yeah. I think it says a lot about him, because I I have no doubt in my mind he has probably been approached by limitless t- jobs. How could he not be? Right. Uh, but he's staying in Memphis, so I hope Memphis can hold on to him. Though I couldn't blame him. If uh, you know if he was ready to move on, so a major, major salute. I know you have your respect burgers at one o'clock. Well, they've gotten two in a row. Remember that it was unprecedented. So absolutely was by by all means. It was their, historic. Flowers here, yeah. It was historic. Yeah. But uh, man, major props. That team, uh, you know, again, like was down two zero, battled back. They yeah. went down three two, battled back to force the overtime. All they did was do that all year long. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean that that team played its ass off yesterday. They, they, you know, it's a cliche, but leaving it all out there, like I got the sense that that is exactly what they did. So major props to Brooks Monaghan and, and that program continuing uh, to be the most consistent outfit on campus. We'll come back. Mike Wall is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the NFL, get his thoughts on the Broncos, what they do with Nathaniel Hackett, Zach Wilson, lots more to come. Jason and John, how do you turn to FM, ESPN? World's biggest soccer tournament. Yep, just talking about it. It's back, and FanDuel wants you to get in on the action when America takes the pitch. This afternoon, because when you bet on Team USA in group play, all customers get free bets back if they don't win all tournament long. FanDuel has all your favorite bet types, including some that are exclusive just to soccer. Plus, just like any other sport, you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. That's the same game parlay. That's how you do it on FanDuel. However you want to play, be sure to back the red, white, and blue because all customers, again, get free bets back if Team USA does not win. Just sign up again with promo code JSmith if you don't already have an, uh, an account. Again, that's promo code JSMITH. Make every moment more 
with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Also, partners with 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Refund issued as non withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet ranging from 5 bucks to 100 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mike Walls, a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, played 11 seasons in the NFL for the Packers, Panthers, and Seahawks. He's now a skill development specialist, founder of ProcessToPerform.com. You should check it out. Also check out the On My Block podcast he does with former Packers great Amon Green. You can find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. He joins us now. Mike, I'll tell you what. The story coming out of yesterday for me was how dominant the Dallas Cowboys looked. And it's not just because they got a guy in Tony Pollard who's from Memphis. That was a, a, a <laughs> so thorough a whooping against a Minnesota team that it absolutely earned my respect, I think had yours all season long, the way it happened, uh, so eye-opening. What do you make of this Dallas team coming off a victory like that? Jerry Jones says, hey, it's time to go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he always jumps to those conclusions, though, right? I mean, always. The Cowboys obviously had a great game yesterday, and certainly I think the last two weeks they gave up a ton of yards on the, on the ground. I think they gave up over 200 yards rushing on the ground the last two weeks. You see they blew the 14-point lead to the Packers the week, uh, the week before. Yep. Micah Parsons comes out play one and just shows everybody that he's the defensive player of the year. Um, Christian Darasai had been having a great year for the Minnesota Vikings left tackle. Gave up, gave up two sacks early in the game and got knocked out of it with an, another, you know, second time in the concussion protocol in the last two weekends. And I think what you see a lot of times is when you lose a key player like that along your offensive line and you're playing against a team as good as the de- as the Dallas Cowboys are on the defensive line, like you're going to have some serious problems protecting your quarterback. That and obviously, you know, to your point, Tony Pollard just goes off yesterday. Dak Prescott plays as good a game as I've seen him play in years. Um, they look really good, but you know, consistency is the king, and, and we'll have to see how they play over the next couple weeks. Yep. Talking to Mike Wall joins us every single Monday here on the show from a Pro Bowl offensive lineman. So I guess in terms of uh, for the Vikings, do you look at that as uh, an anomaly of a day, or, or or do you think it exposed something bigger there with Kirk and that offense? You know, I, you know, I think I'm not, I'm not, I've never been a, a Kirk Cousins, like a, I'm not part of his fan club, so I, I don't know that 
you know, I think most of us feel like he's going to have one or two of these a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the things just don't go right. That he gives, you know, he he sees the rush. He gives up a lot. He gets, you know, sacked a lot. Gives up a lot of pressures. Their offensive line, you know, they've done a really good job of protecting their offensive line for the most part this year. I think they played well. They played a lot. I think they're playing a lot better under their uh, new offensive line coach. But you know, when you're going against a team like like the Dallas Cowboys, when the Dallas Cowboys have something to prove. They've got the weapons. I mean, they've just got waves of pass rushers. And, and I'll just go back to it. When you lose a guy like Gareth Howe, like it's a real problem for that offensive line protecting Kirk Cousins on his blind side. You can see how quick everything can kind of fall apart. The one thing I'll say is Justin Jefferson's the real deal. Um, he's going to make plays in every game. He's going to, you know, he'll make some noise in the playoffs. But you see what a pass, like a pass rush can neutralize every offense. And, you know, some people have it, some people don't. Dallas Cowboys most weekends, they got it. Mike, you know how it's, you know, radio guys, more media guys, even even newspaper guys, you know, you love narrative and you've tried to say, okay, well, the Eagles, they hadn't been down all season long. What they hadn't shown is, well, what can they come back if they if they are down with Jalen Hurts at quarterback? That narrative had been out there. You, you tell me, though, I mean, how much do you believe in terms of winning like they did against the Colts where they are down in the second half on the road, they managed to come back, win at 17-60. Is that important for a team that hadn't done it, you know, in terms of confidence or morale or whatever it is that you prove it to yourself, or is that just all all poppycock? I think anytime you go out and win a game in the National Football League, you know, you take something from it. And certainly when you come back down 14 in the second half, uh, you know, on a, on a road game against a team that's playing hard and the whole thing with Jeff Saturday, the narrative there, you know, the, the, the Colts certainly look like, they're playing more like a team you expected them to play like, I think, than they have been earlier in the season. Yeah. So you know, my hat's off to Jeff Saturday for getting those guys ready to play. Having said that, the, the Eagles are a – they're just like a tidal wave, right? They, I'm talking about an offense in particular. They just keep coming at you and coming at you. With the, with the pickup of, of uh, Ndamukong Sue yep. and um, uh, who's the big boy they picked up from – they used to play for Minnesota. Joseph. They, the other, Linval, Joseph. Joseph. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Limbo Joseph. Like, those guys are monsters. They're going to make a huge difference uh, in the interior defensive line. Now they have that second wave of guys that can just do everything run and pass. And so I think that's a great football team. Um, I think they're the, they're the class of the league still. I know, I know they lost the game, but I think they're the class of the league. I think there's just too many weapons. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the real deal. He's such a good leader that, you know, A.J. Brown's just such a weapon on their team. But their offensive line, their defensive line are just absolute units. And um, I think they're just going to keep gaining confidence as they roll through the NFC. We're talking to Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL, joins us every single Monday here on the show. When L.A. went up 27-23 to and you, you saw that there were, you know, two minutes left for Kansas City, I, I don't know about you. I, I assume, though, you know in the game like you do, you kind of knew how this was going to end. You could almost see it on Herbert's face. Is there a quarterback in the NFL where it is just a, an inevitability, a foregone conclusion, the way it is with Mahomes, that if you're, if you're leaving him any time, he's marching down and he's going to get what he needs? Is there any other quarterback who instills that level of fear uh, with that kind of situation than Patrick Mahomes in the NFL today? I don't think so. I think he's in a class by himself. Um, you know, certainly the the MVP. Unless something dramatic happens, the MVP race is over. <laughs> he's just doing he's doing things out there that that don't nobody else can really contend with right now. And you talk about Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers of years past. Certainly, um, really really counted guys out there. But Patrick Mahomes, 
Seems to and and we give credit to Andy Reid and the offense that they put together, and obviously Eric Bieniemy, the offense that those guys collectively and collaborate uh, collaborate on. But God, the way that he's able to use all of his weapons to stretch the field both vertically and horizontally, can make every throw. He's getting better with his footwork inside the pocket. Um, he just seems to be super super calm, and it's just I can't imagine what a sinking in the stomach feeling it is to score to go ahead and realize you left too much on the clock. And it really, no matter what number on there, it, after the last year's 13 seconds, like you know it's too much. Mike, if you were protecting Zach Wilson in that Jets game, and, mm-hmm. and afterwards, right after the offense has been terrible, and, and more importantly, he was terrible the entire time, and after the game, they asked him, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? And he says no, right? So he's probably mm-hmm. got the half the locker room, the defense ready to kill him. But you're you're mm-hmm. you're his guy. You're the you know you're 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 your charge is to protect him. Do you pull mm-hmm. a young kid like that over in the locker room and say, "Look, kid, this is nothing, man. Even if you feel a certain kind of way, we just need you to say, hey, we're all going to be better. Do this, this, and this.' Do you let folks in the lo- do you let this fester? Like, what what is that Jets locker room in terms of Wilson's responsibility right now? What needs to happen? Because that feels like a a schism that's you know could create maybe this thing coming unraveled. Yeah, great question. I, you look at that, you see that situation. Um, you see the way that he's behaved. You know, I mean, this is the guy who's doing the gritty in like the Patriots end zone. Yep. You know, I mean, this is this is guy. He's immature. That's who, that's who he is. He's. Um, I think somebody said it this morning. He's a boy playing a man's game uh, when when it comes to his behavior on the field and on the football field. And uh, if you're a, if you're an adult in that locker room, if you're a professional in that locker room, um, whether you have a family, whether you don't, whether you whether you have bills to pay or or, or you know you're you're riding high. You know, everybody comes in there to live their dream and, and do the best that they can, be the best version of themselves. And if somebody's out there kind of prohibiting you for doing that and not taking any responsibility, especially at, at the quarterback position, I think you have a real problem. So I don't know if it's Coach, uh, Coach Spilag, uh, you know, taking this guy by the side. I mean, if it's me, I'll be honest with you guys, Zach Wilson probably has whiplash with the amount of people pulling him into, into corners, you know, kind of dressing him down a little yep. bit. Because he, somebody, somebody needs to. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are, are taking that on their shoulders on the offensive and defensive side at multiple positions. You saw Garrett Wilson go out and take responsibility for what was going on with the offense. But the quarterback, who is maybe most responsible for all of this, right. uh, isn't, isn't able to. I mean, it just it, it reeks of uh, immaturity and, and a lack of leadership. We're talking to Mike Wall. joining us every single Monday here on the show, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL. Raiders won. I feel like that seals the fate of Nate Hackett being swept by these Raiders. But I'm, I'm more interested in your take on Derek Carr's future. He's been the quarterback in, in, in with the Raiders organization for eight years now. Only one playoff appearance to show for it because he obviously got hurt and did not play in the playoffs in 2016, I believe it was. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you think the Raiders should do with Derek Carr, given where they are as a franchise, given they've got eight years of data on what he is? Should they move on from him this offseason, trade him, try to get what you can, and just totally tear it down? What's the right move for the Raiders right now? Uh, aside from selling the team, uh, or you know, can, you know, if we're assuming they're not going to sell the team, and we're right. assuming they're not going to hire a new head coach, you might want a fresh start because it just whatever is going on with Josh McDaniels and and, and uh, Derek Carr. Look, and Derek Carr to me is is a, a top ten talent from a quarterback position. Um, he's got he's got all the tangibles. He has the leadership ability. I don't know what it is that has you – know, you start looking at how many offensive coordinators and head coaches he's had, the drama that they've had to go through there. I mean, there's a lot of kind of ways to explain away 
some of his deficiencies, certainly. But the bottom line is he hasn't probably had the career that he thought he was going to have up to this point. And uh, sometimes the change of scenery is a big deal. Uh, sometimes you get kind of stuck in the same in the same rut, uh, being with the same team, and you just you need to go to a different city with a different organization. You know, sometimes the the, the logo on the helmet matters enough in, in your psyche, regardless of the different coach or you know different people you're throwing to. So, you know, if Josh McDaniels is going to be the coach there next year, which is you know I, I have to imagine they're not going to be one and done with him. Um, it just might not be the right fit. I think the real problem. I don't think they're going to do that because I think the real problem is that they just signed uh, his his boy Devontae Adams away from the Packers and gave him a, a mega deal. And, and Devontae really came there because he wanted to play with with uh, with Carr. So I think they're in a, they're stuck in a bit of a rut. Maybe a new offensive coordinator, but then you start going, gosh, how many coordinators does this guy have to have in his career? You know, it's once you get to a certain point, I think it's just really really tough from an organizational standpoint to figure out what the right move is, knowing that you've put this guy in a bad position year after year after year. Uh, is it a point with Green Bay now, Mike, where, where the hill to get a wild card at this point is, is too tall to climb? What, 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 where are we at right now on Packers? And, and even looking at terms of, of next season, is it just a run-it-back deal? What kind of changes need to happen? Just where are we right now on Packers after Titans come in there, get that 27-17 win? Yeah, and they look terrible. Uh, Packers are third in the division now because they're down to the uh, Lions on the tiebreaker, but they're at four and seven. You look at the wild card teams right now: five and four, seven and three, and seven and three. Yep. And you could probably take a guess that San Fran and the Seattle are going to are are going to do better over the course of the next couple weeks than than uh, the Green Bay Packers are. I think the Packers are playing the Eagles this weekend, so it's like, all right, well, that's probably four and eight if we're being realistic. Um. I think the tough part, guys, is is with Green Bay, when you have Aaron Rodgers, it, it feels like, you know, to everybody outside of the building, you just start going, well, why are you not, you know, the Eagles just picked up Sue and Joseph. Why aren't you picking up people? Why, why are we not bringing in guys that can, that can help immediately? Like, why did we bring in Sammy Watkins knowing Sammy Watkins has, like, seven years of injury history? Uh, you know, so those questions are, I think, probably the most perplexing. Um, they certainly have some guys from a talent standpoint at the receiver position, uh, with Dobbs and, and obviously Christian Watson now looking like they're going to be something. Um, you have you still have uncertainty in your offensive line. I'm, I'm just you just start talking about guys that are surrounding the, one of the best talents of his generation, maybe of all time, and Aaron Rodgers, and giving him a chance to be successful. Offensively, they've got some holes they have to fill. They have to be willing to fill them no matter what the cost. And defensively, like if you're Matt Lafleur, you have to look at your defensive coaching staff at some point and go, okay. You have seven first-round picks. You should be a top-five defense, and you're you're nowhere near that. You're nowhere near where you should be. And the lack of communication at the secondary level, the secondary gave up more big plays to Ryan Tannehill based on poor communication and and high discipline. Then I mean, it's all, it's really hard to believe when you watch it again on the All Twenty Two. So, and it's been going on all year. So, I think there needs to be changes made. You would think there's going to be some changes made to the coaching staff. And certainly, they have to they have to equip Aaron Rodgers with the absolute best possible people they can put in place for in the short term if they want any chance to win a championship next year. Hey, Mike, great stuff as always, Thank man. Thank you so much, brother. Have a great holiday, man. Appreciate Happy your time as always. Mike. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thank you for having me. Yep. Pleasure. He is Mike Wall. Joins us every single week here on the show. Always do appreciate his insight and, uh, and 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 good stuff on NFL. There was actually some. You know, goings-on behind the scenes for Tennessee football. Josh Heupel addressed that. Mm -hmm. What could have led to that type of 
performance. We'll get into that. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. When we come back, 2360 is the place you need to go if you've got someone in the home that loves basketball and wants to get after it and really fall in love with the game. Because that's where you can go and improve. Get ahead of the peers there in the basketball world. They got great technology that the best shooters in the world use. Improve your jumper, improve your dribbling, improve your passing. It's an amazing facility, and it's right here in Memphis. Check it out. Yeah, you don't want to wait too late uh, to work on your kid's shot. You want to give them that right foundation from the get-go right, so they can be the best they can be with a shot that, again, is put together correctly. They've got all the technology, as John's laid out for you, uh, to get it done. They're going to correct every part of that shot. And, again, they're passing, ball handling, all of it's going to get better. It's super interactive. It sucks the kids right in. Your kid's going to have a great time while getting better. Very smart with the way they approach things. Our man Thad Young, very smart man himself. One of the investors, backed by him, he's going to have his kids on this technology as they get into their basketball careers. We call it the Future Basketball Training in Memphis. They make it super affordable. Get out there and go see them. Future's now at 2360. Go see them out of 85 Market Center Drive in Collierville. Uh, so we talked about a little bit about uh, the Tennessee uh, situations. They got Molly Watt by Tennessee, uh, excuse me, by South Carolina. And there is a little bit of background on this. There, there has been some speculation um, that there was an altercation between Jeremy Banks, who did not play from Memphis, linebacker, very, very talented linebacker, uh, and, and Hendon Hooker. That is the speculation, and, and, and maybe even an altercation, a fight. Um, so Josh Heupel was asked about this after the loss, and this is what the Tennessee coach had to say. There's a lot of speculation about Jeremy Banks. I'm hoping you can just add some clarity to this. Um, did he get in an altercation with a teammate? Was he suspended for the South Carolina game? Is he available for Vandy? Uh, we, we anticipate Jeremy uh, being with us here uh, this week. And, and uh, you know, as far as um, what transpired and, and those types of things, at the end of the day, he wasn't available uh, this Saturday. So not really a confirmation, not really a denial. Could just said, no, he wasn't involved in an altercation. Seems like that only adds more smoke to it. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. Something happened. You know, you don't just you just you don't just not keep your, you know, 
star linebacker on the field for no reason. Right. And he could have said it for another reason. So in this case, it was almost like I, I, I took it as, well, it certainly does seem like there was an altercation that he was involved in. And anyway, perhaps it, perhaps there's smoke with this, there's fire with this smoke, John, that it was Hooker, who, you know, if you read all the, all the rumor stuff, it's about his deal with Mercedes-Benz, which has actually been written about. That part's been reported, that he's got an, he inked a deal I believe it was this month or, or at the end of last month with the Mercedes-Benz of Knoxville as a part of the agreement. He signed a lease for a GL, GLE 53 Mercedes-Benz. So could you see it? I mean, didn't we talk about this when NIL came into the fold, how coaches, this would now become part of their job, keeping, keeping team chemistry and those kind of things smooth in an era where you're going to have guys making a ton, driving around cars, in this case Mercedes. Then you're going to have other guys who aren't getting as much but might feel like they've got as much to do with the winning and everything else. I mean, you could certainly see a scenario like that, and that's what the, uh, you know, the rumors seem to be. And if, you, if you're just watching what happened on the field, we already know how integral a part of that defense Jeremy Banks is, but it did look like part of their heart and soul was gone, and maybe you had a defense that felt like, you know what, we're kind of on Jeremy Banks' side here. We've had a lot to do uh, with where we are as a team this season. We're on his side here. He had to sit back, and what happens, a, a South Carolina offense hadn't done anything the last few games has its absolute way with them. I mean, you could that looked like a team that was going through it in other ways and other things off the field in a way you get rolled by a bad yeah, team like that. It's true. I mean, I'm so, trying to think of like some – And he could have shot it down a little bit more of a way, oh, the yeah. altercation part oh. at least. Oh, he, had, said, he nah, had every opportunity. There's another reason, whatever yeah. else, he had every opportunity to do that. So, again, it only adds uh, more smoke to it if you ask me. Yeah, it's a little bit like uh, the St. Louis tournament game with Memphis. Remember that? When like Will Barton and Joe – I don't remember exactly what the circumstances were, but I think one of whoever didn't win Conference USA Player of the Year was salty that the other did or – Something along those lines. They were getting into it in practice and during the week, and then you get to the game, and Will Barton and Chris Crawford are barking at each other, and there's just there's bad vibes. There's bad mm-hmm. uh, juju with the team, and they get totally, you know, taken apart by St. Louis in that defense that Rick Majerus was rolling out there. That's that's what it can look like. Now I'm sure there was a part of Jeremy. Oh, uh, not Jeremy. I was about to say Jeremy Pruitt. My apologies, Josh Heupel. I'm sure there was a part of Josh Heupel that thought, you know, hey, we can get away with this. We can get away with Jeremy Banks not playing um, against South Carolina. They stink. I mean, if you watch them at all this season, you know that. Like I, Again, I talked about it last week. I watched them have three straight possessions after halftime against Florida and fumble on each of those three possessions. They're not good. So I'm sure there was a big part of him that believed, hey, we don't need our guy. Like, we need to send a message here. I'm sure he did. And uh, but That's yeah. why it seemed like a, you had a whole side that maybe sided with, with Jeremy in that sense. Because you, you, you do feel like, well, how in the world do you give up the most points you've ever allowed in an SEC game? Like you've had some, some stretches this year where you haven't been good, but there, you, you had been getting better as a defense and certainly didn't seem capable of giving up the most points you've ever given up in the SEC to this South Carolina offense against this quarterback. That been, they were calling. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 